at the table with Darlene. Thank you for joining us again at the table with Darlene on this Sunday evening. We are so glad that you're here. And uh, we have a really exciting show, an uh, exciting podcast, uh, because this is part two to our, our guests that were with us last week. And so we know that you want to listen. And I will tell you up front, if you have not listened to part one, please w- uh, go back and listen to part First. one also. Because it's really important that you uh, get to hear what we had to say and what our, our guests had to say. But tonight uh, with us, I just proudly announce that I have sitting to my right, Dan Bullock, our sheriff of St. Francis County. And Dan, I'm so glad that you're here tonight sharing your time with us. Thank you. Uh, more than happy to do it. And uh, I'm really enjoying this. It's uh getting to spend a little time with my brother that I don't get much of. I know, sitting right next to you. Is yes. that the youngest brother? He's the baby. The baby. That's what I kind of <laughs> gathered from the last time. And Chris, what an honor it is to have you tonight you. sitting at the here. table. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Because I know both of you very, very busy men. And you said yes when when uh, asked you to come in, Dan. And, and I, I'm so grateful. I know we had to, took us a few weeks because you're a busy man. But we're glad you're here. And then Chris, I'll sit you. down for a good cup of coffee any day. Is it any good? Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. not bad. Yeah. I mean, I use this every morning on him. He makes me coffee, <laughs> and it's the best coffee yeah. in the world. It's the only reason I say it, because she said it's the best it's, coffee. It's it is, yeah. and yeah. I enjoy it, and it, it works every time. Yeah. He, every morning I'm he brings it. I'm a sucker. It. He brings it to me. <laughs> well, and sitting next to Chris is my, my sweet husband, and I'm so glad, Daryl, that you are with us. And by invitation, of course, because... By invitation only. Well, because Chris makes me invite you, and so... Uh, <laughs> I like it when he's here. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> you feel like you have someone to stand up for you, right, Chris? I like this because guy. He's pretty good. He yeah. is. Sometimes you're surrounded by a bunch of women, and... Oh, that's, that's the majority just, of my life. I know. And, and, <laughs> and women are so bossy and take yeah, over so much. They do. I know. But we're really gr- glad and thankful for Chris, who... Chris does a lot for yes, the ministry here at he Solid Rock. He's oh so involved. And, and uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago that he and his wife have started a new business in Farmington down at the factory. Well, they have and like two or three businesses. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's exploding. Yes. They are, they're getting more work than they can uh, even keep up with on a daily basis. Yeah, it's yeah, called the Missouri uh, T-Shirt Company. I like that shirt. And yeah, it's isn't that awesome? a, a lot of they, they, yeah, they're they're so getting nice. into screen uh, hats uh, yeah. as soon as as soon as they find the right supplier. They do T-shirts. They even did three thousand face masks. <laughs> Was yeah. it three thousand? Two thousand. Two thousand face masks that they'll never want to do again. I don't think we'll do that. Again. But and they are staying quite busy, and we just we want to plug that business because well, yeah, they're doing also, awesome. Him we, and Jessica are such. Jessica has a, a shop. Mm-hmm. Lovely lilies, and then he's and also involved in uh, web, web building design. and web designs. And I mean, that's how those are making me blush. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Chris, he quit I mean, his nursing job to do all this. I and know, so and he, he built our website, Women Around WAWMinistries.org. Yeah. You guys might want to look us up or DarleneRoads.org, 
and uh, he's pushing these uh, young, older people here. He's pushing us <laughs> to reach all of our potential before our time on Earth is We were done. thinking about winding down a little bit, but since Chris came along, he just wound us back that's up. That's right. Believe in retirement. you got to <laughs> keep pushing or else you break a hip and end up in the hospital. That's right, and, and not that's good, not happening. So, so no, that's yeah, we why were talking I keep taking last, estrogen yeah. so that won't happen. In our <laughs> last session, we was talking about how during this pandemic, the uh, domestic cases, domestic violence mm -hmm. cases have gone up. And, and I remember Dan saying, what are they going to do? If they can't live together for a few weeks like this, what are they going to do when they retire? If they <laughs> yeah, can't exactly. live together now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little concern, huh? Yes, it is. And I'll tell you what, one of our biggest days of the year for domestic violence, you won't believe this, is Mother's Day. Really? Oh, oh my goodness, I would never. come from all over to come back to see Mom and get in the same house. And they forgot why they left in the first place. <laughs> Are you serious? It is. It's I a big day. So it's like uh, kids and parents having yes, domestics. Yes, uh, and Christmas and oh Easter, the holidays. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a big, big one yeah. for domestic violence. I and, would never have guessed. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. That is really it, something. It is. That's it. Sadly, in the hospital, it's a big time. All three of those days are big suicide right. attempt days, yes. which is awful because the other side of that, people who don't have family to come visit them, they they don't have anybody, and it's a really dark time Believe for them. Believe it or not, yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving Eve is the biggest bar night of the year. Is yeah. it? Yes. I did not know yeah. that either. And wow. I never, until I, until I experienced it or seen it, I never would have believed it. And then I heard it, and I'm like, well, no wonder there were so many people at the bar that night. It's right. like, you drive by, and there's like, lots full. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. Yep. It is. It's wow. one of the biggest bar nights of the year, sure. Well, we're getting information, and the listener is probably, a lot of the listeners are like, they would never have Maybe they'll want to stay away now from the bar on <laughs> Thanksgiving can't, Eve. Can't be there Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Oftentimes, uh, and we've talked before about the officers, many times they're going to people's houses just because somebody's lonely wants somebody to talk to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They might be there for no other reason than just they want somebody to come down somebody to... Uh -huh. To mm -hmm. sit and have a cup of coffee with them, or you know, talk to them. I've done it, he's done it. I oh. preach that to my guys that yes. you know, you may go on a call and it may be the most, in your mind, the most piddly call in the world. Sure. Maybe the neighbor's grass blew over in the yard, or maybe somebody's trash blew in the yard. But at that point in time, that's the most important thing to that person in the world. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're alone, and maybe that then you know, it's contact, it's somebody to contact, it's personal contact with somebody else. But sit and listen to them. I mean, and in the end, they probably don't want nothing anyhow, but mm -hmm. sit and listen to them. That's why the Word talk. of God calls you ministers yes. of the God. Yep. You Romans, really are. Romans says that. Because you go out and you're ministering to a need, even even though there there's where that psychology comes in and, and that compassion. And, and, and yet, you know, yes. that that's a beautiful thing that people need to realize about officers because our officers are absolutely amazing uh, we're so grateful for our officers in our county, our cities around here, our small towns. We're, we're very grateful for all of you, and, and I don't think that possibly we have shown you enough how much that we appreciate you. But in light of what's going on in the world today, uh, it's time that we take more time, and people take more time to talk with our officers and find out they're very human and they have lives that they have given to to help other people, to protect people. We don't ever want you to stop protecting us and our kids and our grandkids and our communities. So we're not going to defund, defund our We are not going to defund. 
you know, we will do everything that we can Repurpose. to make sure that yeah. that does not happen. That makes no sense. Well, we've you know? been defunded enough, and we've <laughs> kind of got a motto, and I know Daryl's heard me say this before, that we've done so much for so long with so, so little. With so little. We can almost do anything with nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I like it, except I think it's time that you all get a raise. I, yes. I think that, you know, I yes. think that, that things, instead of defunding, which is ridiculously... Ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I dare use that word. I don't let my kids use that word much, but it is it, it is ignorance for sure that that it's even talked about when we're at a time that we're in, and and uh, that's there is nothing but people trying to change something they cannot change. You can't change the heart of people without having law and order. Right. And, and so. We want to talk and bring back a little bit when we were talking and ending our program a while ago. We want to come back to you, Chris, and let you uh, talk to us a little bit more about what you were saying uh, about relationships and, and how you all are operating in our community. By the way, Chris Bullock is a lieutenant at our Farmington Police Department. Yeah, I think been, we got stopped right here. Yeah, we, didn't we did. Go ahead we did. around and, the table. And he's been, how long have you been serving yeah. the uh, Farmington PD? Uh, Farmington, 27 overall, be 35 years in December. Wow. That's a long time. I was time. a volunteer prior to You're that. You're about to catch him. Yeah, I will. One, well, I don't know if I'll ever catch him. Yeah, what a, He's not going to retire. Yeah. What a legacy, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys, your family. Yes. Uh, on the other program, you talked about your father, you know, and... Yes. and and just such a beautiful And you know, I wouldn't trade my, you know, you, you look back at everything you've been through and everything you've done and the different departments you've worked for, the different people you've worked for, some. Uh, I mean, I've had a good career. I've, I'm, I've, I've loved every minute of it. Mm. I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's I've true. seen things, I've done things, I've helped people. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I wouldn't go back and be mm. a banker. I wouldn't go back and be, I wouldn't go back and do anything else. I mean, I, I've actually enjoyed everything, and I still love going to work every day, although mm -hmm. I don't get to be on the road as much as the road guys do. I get to go out and help them. I, get, I got office time I have to do. I do some time in the office, but I still respond on calls with them, and I still love that energy that you, when you get out there and you respond to a call, and uh, it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, I just, I love it. It's just, like I said, I couldn't see doing anything else. I know eventually I will do something else but it's a calling and a it gifting is, it is it's a calling it's it a is. calling of God that's why they're called ministers yeah. Yeah. in January I will celebrate 45 years as pastor at Solid Rock yeah. and I totally agree with you Chris there is nothing I would rather do yeah. than what I do now I don't dread Monday mornings I don't dread Sundays I, I every day I wake up I, I rejoice in the Lord because I love what I do. That's when you start forgetting what day it is, really. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. I don't even know what day it is. You know what? Yeah. Like I, wasn't, I take medicine yeah. now. I take like a, a uh, I don't even know what all they got me. It's just it's like stuff for my cholesterol. Uh -huh. But if it wasn't for my medicine bottle some days. You wouldn't know what day it was. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> no. I honestly, and that's true. I wouldn't know what day. It's no. like, what is today? Oh, it's Wednesday. Or did I miss Wednesday? Right. But I yeah, I mean, that is so true. Yeah, it's not a lot of medicine, but it's just something I take every I know day. What you're yeah. saying. And uh, some days it's like, oh, it is Wednesday. I'm halfway through the week now. All right. Yeah. I never thought about it like that, but that's a good point, Chris. Because yeah, you just know that you're going to to what you love to do, so it really doesn't matter what day. It every is, day is Saturday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We are all blessed around this table, yeah. aren't we? Because we, we, we enjoy we love what we do. 
Yeah. Really, if it was Sundays are my biggest different day because I come mm-hmm. to church and that's mm-hmm. the biggest different day. But if it wasn't for Sundays, I would probably never know what day it is, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just don't forget when Sunday rolls around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is so true, and I love I, I love that explanation because Daryl and I have talked about that so much. You know, it's like I have to really think when I wake up what I have to find out what day it is, yeah. think about what day it is because you said we we enjoy what we do and and so therefore we we celebrate uh you guys and and what you do and and the officers you know we're we're so grateful and people need to know what to do and and i want you to talk about a little bit more about what to do when uh there are these times you get stopped by the police and how you're supposed to act and and kind of educate uh our listeners and listeners, I hope that you listen and maybe talk to your children and tell someone else. And but tell us what what are we supposed to do? How because are we supposed the to? The first act? thing I think the first thing when somebody gets pulled over is their defenses kick in, and that puts them on puts them on edge. But we shouldn't do that. I wasn't no. taught to be that way. I get pulled over, right. which I have a lot. It's our I, fault. I, yeah. Like, well, well, here it goes. In I know a, I was doing 80 on 55. They're not going to pull you over without probable cause. Yeah, I know so, it was, in a so. lot of cases, like I mean, like today, I mean, in a lot of cases, when you stop somebody, it's like the first thing I say to somebody is, do you know why I stopped you? A lot of times they have no idea why I That's stopped you. That's true. That's true. Well, why'd you stop me for it? And like I said, this is experienced. You ran a stop sign. I did. They weren't from town. I've actually done that before. And it's uh-huh. easy to come. Oh, yeah. It's easy to come into Farmington and go the wrong, go the way, wrong way on a one-way yeah. street or run a stop sign that you did. It's easy to do. It's terrible. Yeah. So I mean, but back to that point. If, if if you stop somebody and you don't like what the officer said or did or the way they treated you or or the ticket that you didn't feel like the ticket you got was warranted or deserved, that is not the time and place to take care of it. That is not the time and place to argue with the officer because that's just going to make things. You know that officer. You know, he doesn't know you either. He, exactly. Right. He doesn't know you or what you're capable of or what right. you have in the car or what you just did. And you have a family uh, to go home to. And I have a family yes, to go home to. Absolutely. And it, there's been many times that, uh, well, just in the last couple of years, uh, troopers have had pursuits. And in the end, it turned out there was things in the car that, I mean, you just never know what you're going to deal with. In most cases, you can you can kind of tell when you're walking. You can feel the car out. You can feel the people in the car out when you can see in the car. So many cars now have shaded, uh, mm-hmm. the back glasses are tinted, the sure. side glasses are tinted until mm-hmm. you get up to the window, which is illegal to have one under 35% on the right. left and right of the driver or to the forward of the driver. But it's hard to see in there. But, you know, that's that's no place to take care of it. I know at our department, we have an, I have an awesome chief I work for, and he will listen yes. to anybody's complaint. Yes. He will take anybody's complaint. Chief Baker. Yes, he, he Chief Baker, and he will, he's... It's been amazing working for Chief Baker for that's all the awesome. years I've been with him, but he will listen to you. He's not the kind of door's going to guy's going to slam the door in your face. He's not going to tell you I don't want to listen to it. He'll listen to it as long as you, you talk civilly. Mm-hmm. It's the same way you would be on the traffic stop. But to take care of it right then and there is not is not the place. That's that's why so many bad things have happened. So many officers that have not gone home to their family, and to their children, to their wife, or what have you, mm-hmm. because people did. Think that they could take care of it right there on the situ- right there on the on the scene at that right. time and place, and it went from bad to worse. And officers are trained. When things escalate, we go one step above whatever that escalation right. is. If you come at me with a fist, I, I got pepper spray. I've got a nightstick, uh, baton. Mm-hmm. You know, 
we can we can go one step above whatever you come at us yeah. with. You bring a knife, you brought it to a gunfight. That's the, the old saying, you know, and that's true with the police officer. That's how you're right. trained, and you will react as you are trained. People can say whatever they want to say, and that's why we spend so much time on the range. We spend so much time with tasers. Right. We spend so much time with less and lethal what lethal, lethal weapons. We trained uh, twice a year with firearms, twice a year with less lethal, twice a year with tasers, uh, all of them, and you will revert to the way you were trained hmm. when sure when it when it goes bad whenever people yeah an officer gets excited and I've had this happen to me and I'm sure you have to when things go bad you immediately do just and you don't even think about the way you were trained to do it it's what you do and reactionary right man I did what I was supposed to yeah <laughs> right I've done the same thing Dan as, right. as the chaplain when I get, you know, a death notification or, or whatever, yes. when I go, uh, I'm thinking all the way out there, I wonder what I'm going to say, I wonder what I should say, I wonder what I should say. And sometimes I don't know until I get there, and then the training kicks in. It comes to you. It just it? comes to you automatically. Yeah. and it's, it's the it's same a, way with nursing. Yeah. Someone's heart starts beating, you don't think about what you're going to do next. You just yeah. do it. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and I can also say to that, too, and every, every experience I've had getting pulled over and that I pull over, I roll all my windows down. If it's night, I turn all my lights on because I know that if I walk into somebody's room in a situation in a hospital, that I want every opportunity given to me to feel safe when I walk in and that sort of thing. And that's my job as a, as a nurse and that's your job as an officer to, so I should respect that. And I should give you every ounce of that is so knowledge that you should yep. be able to see. You should be able yep. to see into my car. You should be able to know that my hands are on the steering wheel. You should be able to, if I have a gun, whether I have a right or not the right to carry a gun, that you know that I have it mm-hmm. and all those things. And, and and I've never had an experience to where that, that it's turned bad for me ever. It's and always turned good yeah, for me, actually. We've stopped, so I've stopped so many people with guns in their car and, you know, a lot of times they'll tell you. Sometimes they don't tell you. If you don't act, you know, if you walk mm-hmm. up to the window and a lot of officers will ask you, are there any guns, drugs, mm-hmm. anything illegal in the car? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is say, just say yes or no. Yeah, yeah, I have a gun. It's in my console. And your hands are at 10 and 2 mm-hmm. or wherever on the steering wheel. Right. And you say, what do you want me to do? The last one I stopped, he said, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, if you don't mind, if you'll just go ahead and slide out of the car, I'll secure the gun and then mm-hmm. we'll take care of business and we'll go mm-hmm. on about our business. Mm-hmm. And he was very respectful. He, it, I mean, it was a picture-perfect traffic stop. And all you got to do is be respectful, respect the officer, and do what he says. And if you do have a gun, make him aware. Right. Now, not everybody we stop says, oh, yeah, I've got a quarter pound of meth over here on the right side. <laughs> that stuff we have to look for. Right. But they, they don't always tell us that. But, I mean, if, if, that's, if there's illegal drugs in the car, of course, they don't tell us. But, you know, just treat the officer with respect. Absolutely. Give him as much knowledge, you know, give him as much information as you can. Yeah. I have it, a gun. Yeah. It's loaded. It's in the glove box. And my hands are right here. And I've been stopped by troopers before. Sure. Or other officers before. And I've had a gun in the car. Uh, you know, they don't all know you. By, right. by face. I mean, Absolutely. they all know the shirt, but they don't all know me. <laughs> right. Because they've seen his mug all over the place. <laughs> they don't just know. Just not at the post yeah, office. They don't, yeah, exactly. They, just, they don't always I see I don't know. Me. Are you up in any post office? I might, I might have been showed up there somewhere along the line. <laughs> but in that situation, if I felt like, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do and I felt like the officer didn't, what would happen in that situation? Yes. What should happen in that situation? If I felt disrespected by that officer. If you, if you felt disrespected, that's, that's when you would call in a complaint. I mean, I'm a I listen to complaints. I actually run the day-to-day operations at the Farmington Police Department. So I run all the road guys. So if you had a complaint about 
the way you were treated or the way the officer acted or if you thought he was uh, overbearing or I mean sometimes you have off no officer you don't have cookie cutters so not, no officer is the same so if you may get one officer that's a little more overbearing than others but if they do treat you bad and disrespect you sure we'll listen to the complaint and if you're you know the chief like I said he's got an open door he'll listen I'll listen you call in you come in whatever you want to do uh, if it's a bad enough complaint and you want to put it on paper, we'll, we'll look into it. And it's not and like it's going to be shuffled away or thrown in the trash can or put in the shredder. We will look into it. And how many okay. times in your career have you looked into it, like a serious complaint and found issues and problems? I couldn't tell you over the years. But um, you have. Because I've come yeah. up through the ranks, right. uh, a corporal, sergeant, lieutenant. So before we had three lieutenants, we only had one lieutenant. So a lot of times the sergeants and the corporals handled them on, right. on scene or either right. or in the office right after it happened. So I couldn't give you a number and be truthful. I mean, I couldn't tell you more, than, more than a handful, yeah. and it does yeah. happen. And some of them, some of them if, you, if you let people talk and listen to them and just let them continue to sure. talk, it eventually comes out. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I really couldn't afford any more points on my driver's license. You know, so you, had, you people usually tell on mm-hmm. their, you know, but uh, there are some that are valid. Some they're that are valid, valid and they're taken care of. Yeah, I think like that's, that's the problem. Yeah. What I'm getting to is the fact that if there's a problem, you are going to take care of it. And it's just like growing up, if I took care of a situation with a friend or took care of a situation with a teacher, it really wasn't taken care of. But if I told my parents, my parents went and took care of it. Right. And it really was taken care of right. at that point. And it's the same way in this situation. Like if my son disrespects a teacher, whether the teacher was right or wrong, he disrespected the teacher, therefore he is wrong. Right. And then that's the end of the story. But if I go and talk to the principal and I talk to the teacher and I found out what really happened, that teacher disrespected my kid, then that teacher, and we've had a situation like that where sure. teacher's been fired because of the way they acted. And it would be the same way. In a police department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and we have a procedure which we'll follow, mm-hmm. and and we have a review. The lieutenants will review, and the chief will re- re- review any complaint that we get in the end. And uh, we have our own. Uh, I get. I guess you say we we do internal investigations mm-hmm. to an extent, but if it's bad enough, it'll it'll get shopped out somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It gets shopped out to another department, wherever mm-hmm. it may be. So it depends on the severity of the complaint. Uh, a lot of the complaints that we field are, you know, I, I got a ticket for speeding. Uh, I wasn't really going that fast. Well, that's what we have a court system for. And you can always go in and talk to the judge and, and the, or the prosecutor or whatever the case may be. But our chief will listen to your complaints. He'll listen. To the, he's, he's, a, he's a good man. He's got an open-door policy. He's got an open ear. He'll listen. Because with, when you get a ticket, you have the opportunity, with any ticket, I assume, to go speak to a judge. You have the right to go before the judge, plead innocent or guilty, mm-hmm. have a trial or not have a trial. You know, or talk to the prosecutor before you even go talk to the judge, and that may get worked out at that point. That, that That's all between you and the prosecutor. So, yeah, I mean... There's checks and balances in There place. is checks yeah. and balances. And, and I think and, when people realize that and quit jumping to conclusions so quickly... And, and, and I think we have a responsibility as citizens to, because we see how uh, police are being attacked. And, I, and, and there again, we understand everybody's human beings, and sometimes we can all get hot. Mm-hmm. But if we will try to keep our head a little bit and we get stopped, even if we don't think we're guilty, if we'll do some of the things like Chris says, okay, they don't know me when they're coming up here, and so what can I do to put them at ease also? Mm-hmm. And I think we've got to start thinking. We got to start being proactive. Yeah. You know, uh, 
And those are things we can help teach our church. You know, I mean, we, we try to, but those are things that are really important and for our listeners to understand that we all have a responsibility to our police that are protecting us and to help protect them, too. Yes, and we don't want to say for one minute that there are not bad policemen out there because there are. And I know there's probably some people listening say, yes, but this guy that I dealt with, and and we know they're out there. Yes. And uh, as Chris said, there's an open-door policy Farmington. Yep. My door's open all the time because yes, I work for people in St. Francis County, only people that I answer to. But the chiefs throughout the county, I think, will listen to complaints. And here's the thing that people need to remember. You do not have the right to not be arrested. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Once uh, an officer says you're under arrest, you have no recourse there at that place. There's no bargaining on it. No. Know, yeah, once it's done, it's done. And that happens so many times. You, yeah. you know, resisting, I mean, yeah. the resisting arrest. Yes, the walking away, the hands up, don't shoot stuff. All you have to do is comply with the officer at the time. And Take care of it later. Come to me yeah. and say, hey, one of your deputies was here and he treated me bad or he, he was wrong and I was in the right. We will deal with that. And uh, if I can't do it, it'll be dealt with in the court system. There's a system here to take care of that. But you don't have the right to put your hands up and walk away as in Michael Brown. Uh, If he had complied with what the officer told him to do, he would be alive here today. An officer would still be working and he would still be alive. And I think the same thing with George Floyd. Had he complied Complied. with the officers when they first Mm -hmm. made contact with him, he would be alive today and, and things would be much different. But you don't have the right to say the officer's wrong and I'm right here it's on the side of the road. Right. Well, there's such a lack of respect for authority these yeah. days, any yeah. kind of authority. Yeah. And as, as officers, you, you see it in the schools even. Yeah. yeah. It's right. bad in the schools. It's, it's bad yeah. in hospitals. It yeah. It's bad everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. It is. And I, I really think yeah. Nurses, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a time where where we're going to have to get the message out and we're all have to, going to have to speak up and learn to listen to each other. We you'll have never to. have any authority. Jesus taught you'll never have authority unless you come under yes. authority. And uh, the, the incident where the centurion uh, yes. he said, I, I am a man that I have I have 100 people under me. I know the power of, of authority. Uh, submitting to authority yes. and so uh, that that's this one of the biggest problems we have yeah, you should have want someone above you yeah well yeah it, it should bring, it should bring I mean uh, from oh a spiritual goodness, level yes. I answer to you as my pastor from a um, city level mm-hmm. I answer to you or from a county level I answer mm-hmm. to you or from a national level I answer to my president and it should know? bring comfort to you but the that's a mantle to protect you yes. and it may not always protect you it may harm you and that's the case where you take it to another, another somewhere another but, level. Yeah. but right. in that situation that person not only do you answer to them but that person offers you protection spiritual protection or protection from all sorts of other I want that in my yes. life yeah. you know as soon as those lights are flipped on the recording kicks on right mm-hmm. and so everything's being recorded so you might as well you know not try talking yourself out of it because they're watching every move and I don't know if you all have body cams or not. We don't have body cams but anytime the lights are on on our patrol cars there it's recording yeah. visually recording sometimes it's got an audio recording but from the time the lights go on uh, it's recording in the police cars. Chris I, I had a highway patrolman tell me one time the goal at the end of the stop when he walks away is to get the people in the car that he's just given a ticket to to say thank you. 
and I've seen it so many yep. times yep. Yep. that you know I don't even know if they know they're saying it or not, but they they get that ticket in their hand and say thank you, officer. Whether they meant it or not, I don't know, but that's that's the goal to get and, them to and say. And you that. know, it doesn't matter what anybody's done. People are still people. People are still human, and people still deserve to be treated as people. Yes. But <coughs> there are some who will have it no other way. Mm -hmm. And I've run into them, Dan's run into them. Uh, probably every police officer in this county has run into one of those people who you can bend over backwards and lay down for them, and it still doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't work. But you should treat every person, and, and I've done that all my life, you treat people as people because that's the way you would want to be treated. Sure. So, you, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that, I mean, that, that's it. Do you... Do you have the freedom to talk about that big fight at the Bonterre Park? You know, do you feel like, uh, do you want to say anything? Because this is a tremendous story. Yeah, that's that's been many, many yeah. years ago. Yeah. And that's back when I actually worked under a different chief then, uh, Chief Gene Archer. And back then it was like, uh, I won't use any names. No. Because those people are still out there. But I... Uh, but it's a great, great story. I was working and I believe it was a Sunday morning. <clears throat> I got a call to the, the city park and if, if somebody would hear this, they would know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, about a car that was driving CNI and almost running over kids in the playground area up in the city park at Bonterre. When I worked at Bonterre, we usually ran a single person on a shift. <clears throat> Seldom ever did you have two. In the evenings you had two and that was it. And it was only till 2 o'clock in the morning. So I'm trolling by myself and I go up to the park and I... Through my investigation, I eventually determined who it is that uh, who it is that uh, was driving the car. So I confronted them. Uh, a little struggle ensued. I got spit on, uh, which is kind of infuriating if you've ever had oh, yeah. spit, feces, urine, or whatever thrown right. on you. You know, it's yeah, you know, as well. disrespect. Yeah. So anyway, a little scuffle takes place, and and I, I'm on top of the guy on the ground and uh, holding him down. I'll leave it that, I'm holding him down. And there was a group in the park that he was actually a part of at one time. And uh, they were all partying, they were listening to music, throwing horseshoes, and they were drinking. And uh, so while I'm scuffling with this guy on the ground, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get him under arrest and get him in handcuffs. And I look up the hill and I see this group running down at me from up on top of the hill at the park. Uh -oh. And I'm like, boy, this is going to hurt. This is really going to hurt. <laughs> and I call for backup, and I don't have backup, but I call for backup. And one of the other officers actually off-duty ends up showing up in the end. But I look up the hill, and the closer they get, I'm like, this is really going to hurt. And I'm holding the guy down. You're not about to run, are you? And, and I don't, you know, I don't run. I'm with the guy. The guy needs to go to jail for what he did. And uh, when I get down there, they grab me, and I'm like, this is really going to hurt. But they pull me off, and they hold the guy down, even though it's their buddy, one of their one of their group, mm -hmm. um, and they hold him down, and they hold him down until I get him handcuffed. And I'm like, and then they put him, we put him in the back of the patrol car, and, and one or two of them, I think it was one or two of them, set on him because he was just going off the deep end, literally going off the deep end, set on him in the back of the patrol car because we had no cages or anything yeah. at that time. Yeah. While I drive down to the police station, and it was just, it was so awesome after it was over with that these wow. guys that I had grown up in town with, some of them I grew up with, mm -hmm. uh, others I'd met through my law enforcement experience through the city of Bonterre. I'd been there for several years when this happened. So I had dealt with a lot of them, but mm -hmm. I'd always treated them right. Mm -hmm. I'd always treated That's them the like key. people. That's mm -hmm. the key. I always treated them like I wanted to be treated. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, you know what? That day they saved me probably yeah. because yeah. I thought they were going to beat me to a pulp when they got <laughs> yeah. down there, but they didn't, and they helped me, and it was like it was it was awesome. It was absolutely. I love that story because yeah. it, it tells that the respect that they had for yeah. you, yeah. and that's what we need today. We, we yes. need that respect. And they, they were good friends and with this the, guy, but they still knew right. he done wrong. He they wrong. knew that he was out of control. Yes. And yeah. that and, and, and what he did yes. was wrong. Then little yeah. Yeah. So, so they were they were. That's a, a wonderful story. It was a good. It was a yeah. good a good event. Good ending. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dan, I bet Dan's got some war stories he could tell uh, with um, as many years. I mean, how many years as a sheriff have you been uh, in St. Francis County? 28. 28 years. Now, some stories I can't tell yet because the uh, statute of limitations not run out. <laughs> <laughs> but please don't tell any, any on me because I've been with you 22, no, 23 years. Close to 25. Dan, Dan started a chaplain's department back in 94, 95, something like that, way back yeah. there. And, 94. And 94. Uh, I went to his office and I asked him if he would be interested in having a, a chaplain. And he said, a what? And I uh, no, <laughs> no, talked with uh, uh, Bruce and you and Bruce got together and, and decided to put me on as a chaplain and it's been a it's been a wonderful wonderful tenure i've Thank enjoyed it you and lucky uh-huh. lucky yeah very lucky yeah, talk to him on the yes. phone today yes yeah. come down there yeah, yeah. he, he was, was a chaplain at st uh st louis county, county yeah. and uh he told me that it would be a great opportunity to be able to help people that uh in the sheriff's department and i've, I've been honored dan to to serve you and, and our county and our officers um it's a, it's a joy to be able to be there for them when one of them gets shot, like we had in Farmington, uh, yes. there by Walgreen a few years ago, yes, and yep. uh, different ones sick or funerals or marriages, just like we had a couple weeks ago. It's, it's just been a great to be uh, your chaplain. But well, death notices, it, and that's really tough for officers, and mm-hmm. you know, you bring some comfort there. Well, you know, Dan, because because you've allowed me to serve in that position. I have an open door with just about any place in St. Francis County. If I walk in the courthouse, you know, they, they welcome me with open arms. You know, I've, I've gone into the jump judges' chambers and I've, I've prayed with judges. I've prayed with attorneys. Uh, I've been there for them. And uh, it's, just, it's just a real treat as a pastor to be able to, to bring a message of hope to our officers maybe who uh, are feeling guilty about something they've done or they've just gone through divorce or, or, or you know, uh, we've lost officers. Yes. Yeah, we've yep. lost officers. Yes. Maybe get woke up and had a bad time. Yeah, that's right. right. And so right. you uh, you instituted the chaplaincy program. You also instituted the dare program yes. uh, here in yeah. St. Francis County. Uh, we only had what one or two uh, when you started, or did you start it with the municipality? Well, actually, I had uh, a couple of schools, and uh, Park Hills had their own, and Farmington had their own dare program, and. Now we've been incorporating all together except for Farmington, and and we do all the schools now, and it's wonderful. Uh, it's been a, a a tremendous thing. There's no statistics to say how many people did it keep off drugs or out of the Dare program, and they defunded the Dare program a few years ago. We kept it going because wow. they said they went into prisons, and they said, well, we found people in prison that went through the Dare program. <laughs> So it didn't work, but it's like we said a while ago, you follow the money. 
There yep. was a pile of money there that some politicians wanted to use somewhere else. Uh-huh. They sure. worked out that their program it don't work. That's a shame. And uh-huh. put it somewhere shame. else. So. Yeah, and yeah. it's exactly what's happening with defending the police. Yes. That's the, I mean, it is what it is, and, and they're because they want to put that money somewhere else. Right. And and uh, there's an agenda behind it. Sure, there is. And I wanted to say something about Daryl too, and he has been instrumental in starting several other chaplaincy programs around. Mm-hmm. Uh, state of Missouri and around the nation. And I thank yeah. him for that. Oh, well, yeah. it's he's enjoyed it. And, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've, I've I've been wanting to kind of get a uh, a core of chaplains in, in at least in the Parkland area to where we could meet once a month or so and just right. just learn from one another and grow together. And, and uh, last I heard, Lettington had one. Uh, Jibo's got one now at Deloge. Uh, Farmington's got a great chaplain. Kevin's doing a great yes. job. Even uh, the uh, even the uh, ambulance district's got one. Do they really? Yes. It's one in the same. It's, yeah. it's Kevin. Kevin, yeah. Okay, so yeah. It'd be yeah. great to kind of get yeah. you guys together. And, uh, Absolutely. I know oftentimes I'll get a call from a county somewhere and they'll say, hey, you've got a chaplaincy program. How can we get one started? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know how to start one, so uh-huh. you sent me. <laughs> I send Daryl. Yeah. I send and it's, it's been it's been a been a great journey. Um, well, we, we, I said it was easy for me. He showed up at my door, and we've had him ever since. I know you couldn't <laughs> get rid of him, could you? I mean, he just showed up, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, not, of, I'm not going anywhere until you do, well, Dad. It's been a tremendous ride. Yeah, it has been. It's been a great ride. You also uh, uh, started the shop with a cop. Uh, tell us a little bit about how, oh, how that's yeah. that is a great great outreach. Well, for and, our, I say that shop with cop is the best thing sheriff department does all year, because we get to help kids. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and it may not be so good this year. We may have to do an abbreviated version been, of it. With there's the, been a lot of changes in 2020. Uh, COVID and the pandemic and right. people out of work, and so we're not going. By now, we've usually had country days and and True. festivals oh, and all these things. We've had stuff. none yeah. of that this year to collect money, and besides that. I don't think it's right to, to go out and panhandle the citizens for money that support this program when they're out of work and uh, uh, they need uh, money to support themselves. So we'll see as it gets closer here. Uh, I know Deloge is going to have Labor Day, and we've already had citizens and several uh, uh, people donate money towards the program that can afford it. We got a check for $1,000 yesterday. Awesome. and. Uh, uh, just from concerned people, and we're having a golf tournament tomorrow out at Crown Point, and they're going to raise us about ten thousand dollars for shop with a cop. It it may yeah. come in and be the best year you've ever had. It may I be. Mean, hey, How much know, do you need to fund it? We usually go around fifty thousand dollars. We started out the first year, uh, twenty five, twenty six years ago. When we done like fifty seven kids. Mm-hmm. And it kept growing. And that was a big deal then. Yeah, that was, was a big deal. Now this past year we've done 537. Wow. And they all get, tell them what they get. They get $100 tax free to spend at Walmart and the policemen go with them and buy anything they want to. It's uh, it's just great. And Daryl comes and helps with that every year. So, uh, And he doesn't play Santa Claus. He's uh well, I might have to this time. <laughs> he actually <laughs> takes the kids. Oh, he, he, loves, loves he loves to take those yeah, kids out. Oh, it's, it's a it. good time. And yeah. uh, like I say, the best thing we do all year long, it's uh, it's a shame that there's a need for it. 
we're certainly glad we can do it. Get yeah, to do it, it is yeah. because it, it's so much fun for the children and for for the police officers. Oh yeah, the and, officers and enjoy that. Yes, and, and it builds a rapport between yes. the kids because the only time they get to see us is if mom or dad or Uncle Joe, whoever's going to jail, and mm. and yeah, they're scared they of us. And and through this program, they know an officer can be their friend, and uh, if they need help. Call on us. That is so and, good. And by the way, it's not just the sheriff's department. Uh, when when the day of the shop of the cops, oh, we have all the municipalities everywhere. come in. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the correctional park center, rangers, yeah, park patrol, rangers, ambulance district, conservation, yeah. water patrol, just everybody yeah. all together. And, and uh, I think the officers get more of a kick out of it than the kids oh, do. I sometimes. Do. Yeah. He comes yeah. home so excited and takes a lot of pictures. Yeah. And and it it only, takes, only takes two or three hours. Yeah. You know, yes. and then the makeup great, day is less than that. Yeah, so it's right. a great thing. Well, maybe there was someone that's listening to this podcast and they want to send money. Where do they send it to? They can get it to any deputy, they can get it to Daryl, or just stop by the office. And uh, But if there is somewhere else, if and they're, they're listening. Else. This goes. This goes to Kenya. Uh, yeah, I mean, the we world. have people. We have people that are really listening from out of state. Well, now, when I had some people at Daryl introduced me to that <laughs> promised me a big safari hunt over in. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you got there yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, you can go with us on that. We were supposed to go in December uh, to yes. Tanzania we and Kenya, Kenya, and yeah. because of COVID, it got canceled. Yes. But uh, we will go, next time we go, we'll let you know. See but if you where wanna... can, if somebody wanted right. to donate and they wanted, they had to, uh, where, can, where can they send I think we have donation? a link on our uh, We do on, on our St. Francis County Sheriff's Department webpage. Okay. Or they can send it to the St. Francis County Sheriff's Association, not the department. Okay, association. The association at 1550 Dubai Road. D-O-U-B-E-T. Right. And Farmington, Missouri, 63640. Okay. And uh, every penny of that money goes to the kids. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Uh, it's all volunteer by the sheriff's department. The work is done. And the kids get all the money. Good deal. And, and, and I'd like to say to those that may be pondering about giving, you know, because they get a $10,000 gift doesn't mean that your $10 won't mean just, just as much. Yes, because absolutely. every gift will yeah. help. It, yes. it all adds up. Pennies yes. make dollars and dollars yeah. make thousands. So yes, don't, don't don't say, well, they, they, they certainly couldn't use my $5 because yeah. every every penny you give, some child is going to appreciate that yeah. at Christmas time. Oftentimes, just somebody will stop and give us a handful of change, but we add all that there change together and it, mm -hmm. uh, it makes enough to yeah. care of those kids. It's communities coming together. It's people caring. And at this time of a national crisis that we have, uh, it's important that we all pull together and we all do what we can. So yeah. I want to talk. I want to say there's okay. a couple more things that, that Dan has really been involved in, uh, and, and there's a reason I'm leading up to all of this. The uh, the backstoppers oh, is yes. a tremendous it program is. that we that we have here in our county that uh, we we've actually unfortunately had to use it uh, in the past. And if you want to take just a minute or how much time you need to explain what that is and how that works. It, with backstoppers, and we're fortunate here in the Troop C area to have it, but it's, uh, I would call it a type of insurance. There's no way I could afford to furnish this for my officers, but it covers police, fire, and EMS in the event of a catastrophe and, and someone is killed in the line of duty on the way home from work, on the way to work. Any of the three factions, fire, police, or EMS, 
in this area, backstoppers will kick in. They will be there. And I've seen this happen yeah. uh, with Steve Ziegler. The day he died, they were there with a checkbook mm -hmm. for his wife. We also just saw it recently with another uh, situation where you, uh, I can't remember who it was, but just recently you had money. Well, with Dan O. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Yes, Dan Duncan and, uh, uh, of course, Paul Clark. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, there was a, a sizable donation there. But Backstoppers jumps in and takes care of these officers' families. So uh, when they go to go to work, they can go with knowing if something happens, somebody's going to help. Take care of their family. Yes, yes. yes. that's such a it's good great. program. Yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. What, it is. It's amazing how they what they kick in and how much mm -hmm. they kick in to help. Yes. Well, even yet today, and you remember Steve Ziegler. Yes, sir. They still contact his kids. They're grown, have their own kids mm -hmm. on their birthdays, Christmas time. Oh, that is so awesome! Yeah, a lot of good. Yes, a lot of good that goes on good. for sure. I have a I have a story about Steve Ziegler that uh, I used to ride with him with him quite a bit, and Steve really liked me. In fact, he even came to church here a few times, yeah. and uh, he uh, his dad was a street officer in St. Louis. He just walked the beat, and he had one of those big long. Uh, uh, batons. Batons. It wasn't the fold-up kind, it was the big long one. Brass tip on the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, only it's, uh, if it's brass, it's gray. Yeah. You know, but uh, he uh, he uh, came to me one time and he said, I want to give you something that's really special to me. And I said, what's that, Steve? Chachi, we called him Chachi. And he said, uh, I want to give you my dad's nightstick. Yeah. And he, he gave me, I mean, that meant a lot to him because his dad, right. you know, you walking still the have beat it. out there. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he gave me that and I just felt so humbled that he would share that with me and I've, I've carried that in my truck ever since he gave it to me and uh, every time I pull it out and look at it I just look at it sometimes just to remember Steve and how his dad was walking the, the streets of St. Louis with that because it had to mean a lot to Steve for his dad to give it to him that's what a little history that metal tip on the end of there that's how they used to communicate before we had radios and <laughs> oh, stuff really? when they walked the beat and the guy on the next street over they would take that nightstick and tap it on the ground and tap out a code I need help, or you want to meet for coffee or donuts, or and they had a code oh back and forth in St. Louis, <laughs> wow. and those nightsticks with the metal ends on is what they tapped on the sidewalk so they could they could do that. It was pretty neat. It was also a good rib separator. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. And I have one of those sticks that belonged to uh, Buford Welch, who was a longtime policeman in St. Louis, and he had no kids to leave it to. And so gave it to you. Yes. Wow. Good keepsakes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're well, so grateful. Oh, finished. you got one more thing? I know this is your show, but these are <laughs> my guests. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, you were instrumental in uh, starting the academy here at the uh, the college. Uh, I mm -hmm. I understand that enrollment in most academies are down now because of the negative publicity of, mm -hmm. of police work. Uh, we were talking in the last session, Chris, about uh, the New York City Police Department defunding so much and and plain clothesmen, you know, being defunded, uh, their retirement uh, numbers are up right now. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're probably, mm -hmm. I, I know it's it's about six times to what it was Way this time up. last yeah. year. Yeah. People yeah. are wanting to get out of the business. Uh, but the academies are down. I think across the land they're talking about how the police academies are down. But we have one right here in St. Francis County that uh, you were probably instrumental in getting started. Yes, me and, and Bruce got to work and sent a lot of letters out and got some funding in and mm -hmm. and uh, the Mineral Area Law Enforcement Academy over here 
and you said something while ago about uh, the kids. Uh, you know, they talk about they used to always want to be, mm -hmm. want to be a firefighter mm -hmm. or a policeman. Mm -hmm. But it's getting where the, the, they still want to be a firefighter, but not so much a policeman really? anymore because of the way that the police are treated. Yeah, yeah. And I actually heard a uh, on on uh, Fox, I believe it was this morning, said something about uh, there had been a family just like your family. Uh, that had been oh yeah for yeah, generations for generations and but because of what had happened uh, a young son that was going to go has now decided not to go. and that right. cycle is broken and that cycle yeah. is broken yeah. in their family and so Police that's academies it. are way down even the, the state patrol is having a hard time getting people in into that academy mm -hmm. and something that I don't like to see that I've seen happen is they've lowered the standards for getting in, and that's probably not a good idea. No. Uh, you may see more things like this yeah, with yeah. Uh, police brutality and stuff. When you lower the standards, mm. you don't have to be, uh, because we're held to a higher standard, even though we're, we're people just like everybody else on the street. Because you're a, an officer, you're held to a little, little higher standard yeah. up here. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, as everybody knows, this is election year. It's a crucial, crucial time election, yes. in our nation and around around all of our areas. Uh, some of these senators and congressmen that's been in for a hundred years, uh, I, I think it's time that some of those guys uh, be replaced. If if anyway, with that being said, uh, we have a a sheriff that's running for re-election this year. How many terms have you served? Well, this will be the, I'm running for the eighth one. Uh, eighth now, one, we yeah. don't want to turn Darlene's show into a political rally here. Oh, but, it's well, okay. <laughs> you're our guest. And, it's uh, totally okay. You were you were invited here as our guest. Absolutely. And we certainly uh, are not ashamed of you. No. We're not ashamed of what you stand for. And, the people and we want Francis people to County. vote for you. Absolutely. Well, I thank you. And this is the seventh term I'm in and uh, running for the eighth. Okay. And we're excited about that. Is that all you got to say? That, that's <laughs> about all I got to say. And, and I appreciate the folks out there that have supported me over the years. I've uh, won my first election by three votes. So don't say, Whoa. hey, my vote doesn't Ooh. count because two people could have changed the whole course of history oh, in our yeah. family. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, and in this county. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And be sure wow. to get out there and vote. Now, I've won several landslides since then. Uh -huh. But that first one was a, uh, back when they used to count ballots by hand. So it yeah. was an all-night ordeal. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, one hour I'd be two votes behind, and 15 minutes later it'd be three votes ahead. What yeah. kind of stress is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. that was Ulcers. stress not only right. on me, but my whole family. Right. Because uh, I didn't know if they was going to disown me then or not, depending well, on how it was. He was either going to buy dinner or he wasn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, we want to encourage people to get out and vote this year. This is a, a critical uh, election all, all around our country. Nationwide, and, yeah. Yes, it is. And, and everyone that's listening, uh, encourage your families and, and your friends, people to get out and vote. And the silent majority needs to speak up for sure. Yes. We're, we're so grateful that you two came by and spent the evening with us. Yeah, and, I enjoyed and listening to Chris. Yes. And, well, yeah. and, and Sheriff also. Yeah, but Dan, I've been so, so excited much. for weeks that you were that you possibly would come. And so thank you so much for doing this. Quite welcome. I enjoyed and, it. You know, maybe, sometime, maybe, like you said, maybe sometime we can have their wives in and they could talk 
talk about law enforcement from, from the spouse's side. From their perspective and the family. I just think it would be so important because, and, and especially those in, in big cities, I can't imagine what they're going through, the wives and, and the mothers and, yes. and yeah, all. Yeah, that's what I said earlier at the last uh, the cast was, I, I have so much respect for the, the big city coppers right yes. now because they have gone through, I, I couldn't even imagine going home every night to my family mm. after a 12-hour shift with nothing but rioting and then protesting and screaming yeah. yelling because they don't talk yeah. softly at those riots and they, the things that are thrown and yes. I couldn't imagine I have so much respect for those yes. guys that they put up they tolerated so much yeah. some of those officers don't go home some yeah, do not that's some right. do not they'll go that's to right. the bars or yeah. right or somewhere so else to, to relieve that pressure yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yep. Well, honey, before we close, would you pray for for the officers and, and just close this out? Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but our it. sign out front, you know, it says, uh, uh, God, keep all of our law enforcement officers safe. I put that out there a couple weeks ago because I just want, I want people to know that Solid Rock Family Church believes in supporting yes. our law enforcement yeah. community. We don't do enough, do we? No, we, we don't. We need to do more. No. Hopefully this stirs everybody that listens to do more. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we've had together. Thank you for Sheriff Dan, Lieutenant Chris, that's been with us today. And uh, thank you for Chris Norman, who is taking care of all the technical part of this podcast. Thank you for my wife, who has answered the call to do this. And we just pray that something that was said today will bring hope and encouragement, maybe a different perspective to the way that we uh see law enforcement god it's so necessary you 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 are a god of law you first thing you did was you began to to give us laws to live by and and it's been going through the ages and down through history and i pray god that uh those that are anti-law and those that are uh trying to rebel against authority that somehow some way lord that their eyes will be opened and they will see what they're doing to our country I pray that you will bless all of our law enforcement officers, those in St. Francis County and throughout our state, but God, especially especially here in our home area, keep your hand upon them. I ask you to protect them from danger and harm and evil and give them the wisdom to make those split-second decisions that, that sometimes that's all the time that they have. Keep your hand upon them. Take them. Bring them home safely Every uh, at the end of every due tour of duty. I pray that you will... Uh, help them to be stress-free and to be able to decompress and enjoy life, enjoy their wives and husbands, enjoy their children. And uh, thank you for this time together. We pray, God, that this podcast goes forth and ministers life to people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your heart and in your lives.